So it is real. I have one actually sitting next to me at my home office here, a little two-tile one that I've been playing with. That's super. I would not give it back. Hello, I'm Lisa Itell. Welcome to Design World's Motion Mondays podcast. Today's topic is conveying and other material transport technologies based on linear motors, as well as planar motors and their practical applications, especially in this time of COVID. So I'm speaking with Jeff Johnson at Beckoff Automation. Jeff, I'm going to tell our listeners where they can watch some videos we've done together in the past on the XTS but COVID has really expanded the use of the XTS. And I think Roche in Basel, Switzerland is using the XTS. Tell me about that. Um, yes, yeah, so they developed a new machine to do, you know, they need to do cost-effective testing and monitoring systems for a medical device. So they chose the XTS because they needed a footprint and they needed a highly flexible system. When they first started designing it, they knew they were gonna have design changes. It was gonna be a rapid development. So they wanted to make sure they had flexibility. So as requirements changed, their system could change with it. In a traditional rotary indexing system, you really need to know the number of stations. So you know, if you look at a traditional design, you need to know the number of stations up front because you're gonna index a part one station at a time. So if you have designed for eight stations and you need nine, you have to redo the whole rotary indexer. So the nice thing about the XTS is as long as you leave room around the track, then you've got room to add stations with asynchronous motion. So instead of indexing every part the same distance from station to station, what you can do is you can index you know, any distance you want or create buffers between one station to the other. So it gives you a lot of flexibility that allows you to look at your process and say you have a really slow process, that's gonna decide your cycle time for a rotary indexing application. With the XTS, you could double up that station and now have the asynchronous motion processing the other stations in the same time you're doing your slow process and now you've doubled your machine throughput. And how do you exactly coordinate all those stations, the functions of various servo motors and end effectors and all of that with that XTS? One of the nice things about the XTS is that each mover is just an axis. So it's just like any standard axis you've programmed for motion forever. So you use the same library, we're using the same motion functions, we're using you know, the same camming software that we do for traditional axis as we do for the XTS. We have added a collision avoidance layer to it, which makes it nice because then you don't have to worry about programming. You program a gap between movers and we simply make sure that we keep that gap no matter where you tell those movers to go. So as you're trying to coordinate things, now the XTS can be cammed to other servo axis or servo axis like robots can be cammed to the XTS. So now you've got that tightly coupled system because everything is you know, programmed in the same TwinCAD environment. So now you've got everything's synchronous within there. So you get a very fast throughput instead of having separate you know, say black boxes or separate machines that you're communicating over some communications protocol where you would like command the XTS, say, go to station one. Yep, I'm at station one. Okay, go ahead and process. You've got all that back and forth communications. When you program it within TwinCat, everything that happens right away, it knows exactly in the scan when we're at that station, you can start the process. And all those little 10, 20 millisecond asynchronous communications delays all go away and when you think of a large assembly machine or a large machine where you're rapidly processing things those 10 to 20 millisecond back and forth communications really adds up where might that really be illustrated without giving away any proprietary information would it be possible to describe a specific example the roche machine 
is typical with a lot of assembly machines. You're going to have maybe you're creating subassemblies, then you need to you know match those subassemblies up. They might be done on the same XTS or on multiple XTSs, and then you have a lot of times you've got inspection throughout. So like on the Roche machine, they're doing like a little credit card sized product. And they've got two sub-assemblies, and both of them contain, like, uh, special membranes and fabrics. The the first one, they're applying, like, adhesive dots in one station. And then on the second one, they're also doing, like, punching out some sections and also rounding corners. And then they do some optical inspections, and they bond those two together and apply a label. So when you look at it with uh, assembly machines, you've got all these asynchronous processes that you're going to – bring it through. So you've got a carrier that starts carrying the product, it gets added to it. Um, in a lot of cases, you might have a parallel XTS that's doing another sub-assembly, and then at some point, that part, they get transferred together and made it together. We're working with one customer on a real large assembly system in the medical industry where it's going to have five XTSs. And so each XTS is doing a different function, and at the final stage, everything comes together and then gets palletized. So when you look at just that whole flexibility of being able to have movers moving different distances, different stations, doing stuff in parallel versus, you know, serial, it, it really increases the throughput. The platforms upon which the assembly is located, those kind of pause as various substations do their business on that assembly? Yeah, so you could think of it, you could we'll load a part onto like a base part onto a a carrier, and then that'll index into the first station where maybe the base is applied, index another station, maybe they're going to apply an adhesive, and then so on. There are machines where the XTS, we work on the fly. We've got a robot that maybe is picking and placing things. You don't necessarily have to stop the XTS in motion. We can synchronize the motion, so now we can pick that product or place products on the fly, which again now you know increases your throughput because now you don't have that stopping, starting between each step. You've mentioned the task of indexing quite mm-hmm. a number of times. So XTS is about maybe replacing uh, all kinds of indexers and conveyors. Yep. So when you look at the XTS, it's an, we call it an extended transport system. So when you look at the initial design, it looks like you know a conveyance system where you've got movers and they're going to index. And you could put a bunch of movers all the way around the track, just like a traditional conveyor, and index one location every time. But you'd end up with an expensive conveyor, which is not what you really want to do. So what machine builders are doing is they're rethinking their design. So instead of doing that indexing based upon a traditional, I'm going to index one one product, one station at a time, they're redesigning their machine around the XTS. That's where we get the reduced footprint and you get all the benefits of this asynchronous type motion with it. So it's, it's sort of taking a step back and then rethinking how we're doing things. And a lot of these applications for the first proof of concept the designs are more towards the traditional. They're using it to do indexing. And as we work through the design, the length of the tracks become smaller, the machines become more compact, and they design their processes around it. Because with the XTS now, we can use the whole oval. It's not like we're restricted to just the, the straight and then return the movers. We can do work anywhere all the way around the track, in the curves, right between motor modules. It doesn't matter. So now you've got your processes really compact which manufacturers like. They want to produce more in the same footprint that they have today. They don't want to build new buildings. So the end users appreciate that. Cool. We have talked about some end users in the medical test market. Do you see any other applications coming down the pike for XTS, either in medical or maybe in other applications? There's a lot of activity right now with the XTS and even our, our new product explainer that will be coming out. And it's basically across all industries. It's packaging, assembly, lab automation, food and beverage. Initially, the XTS, we designed it for high-speed packaging machines. 
And then we quickly found that it, it really fits the assembly market really well. And we started looking at lab automation. It works good for lab automation. And then Xplainer also fits into those markets really good. Oh, that's so cool. All right. So let's save the Xplainer. But just one more question on the XTS. I kind of assume that it's an expensive technology. And you mentioned the packaging industry, which I found surprising. Is there an example you might give our listeners of something that really justifies the cost of an XTS in something so simple as packaging? When you look at packaging, one of the big benefits is now you've got the asynchronous motion. So now instead of a rotary filler, we could do a linear filler. So instead of having the big rotary indexing table where you're doing the filling, now what you can do is you can index and you can have multiple fill heads. So now we index in line, stop, do our filling, doing our weighing. Now, when you think about it, it's a lot easier to weigh a product when it's sitting still versus spinning around on an indexing table. So now you get more accurate fills. So now you've, they're saving products. Instead of overfilling, you're getting exactly the amount you need in each one. And also that shrinks your overall footprint because when you look at the rotary indexers, the number of stations determines the diameter of the product. So now with the XTS, if we're doing more things in line, now you don't have that big diameter where there's just empty space in the middle. We're designing the machine around the XTS. All right, to the super glamour, planar motors. I have seen these at trade shows doing some really cool stuff, and it's a technology that definitely excites the imagination. I picture maybe having a bar that brings me my cocktail when I guess COVID is over on one of these goofy platforms. Well, not goofy. I mean, it's really gorgeous. Are there real applications for planar motors and the systems that Backoff offers? So there's tons of applications out there when you start looking at the planar motors and you know like the x planar in general it's contactless so we've got this tile that's levitating it's movers floating above the tiles and we have six degrees of motion so you can do x y you can go up down we can rotate and we can also tilt so now you've got the six degrees of motion on your product and you also got free movement so instead of like in the xts the big benefit is you know we can multiple stations um, but you're still, you know, it's still a serial process. You, you know, you're, you've got each mover following one track. Now with the X-Planer, I can really get down to that lot size one. Maybe I'm bottling a shampoo. We're going to have a bunch of fill heads around the machine. And obviously your shampoo is going to have different ingredients than mine. You're going to like your sense. I'm going to like my sense. And we could go in and say, okay, I want this. And it would say, okay, I've got to go get a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. And then out where mine, maybe it just says, ah, it's just shampoo. It goes under it, gets a shampoo and goes off in packages. The beauty there is it doesn't have to follow a fixed path. It follows the recipe. So we're, we're seeing that a lot in lab automation. You've got all these vials, think of COVID testing or any type of testing where you've got the vials and depending upon the process, it's gonna need to go to different stations or different test equipment. So now what you can do with the explainer is they can go, go into each station, leave that station, go to the next station, go to the next station and do exactly what it wants in a very timely fashion. So you're not in this typically where you'd be indexing it down around its big conveyor system. It's going to go to exactly where it needs to be, the shortest path, and that'll provide you know your fastest testing. And also it, it's the rapid development when you think about, especially with COVID, how things change, what we knew in February is totally different than what we know now. And you look at their, their testing, when they create these vaccines, they probably you know started designing machines back then, but now with the changes, either the XTS or the explainer can rapidly, you can rapidly change what you're doing to adapt what your final product's gonna look like. So does it exist? Like the thing that you just described, is there really a shampoo maker out there that's got some explainers? 
I have some PowerPoints that show it as an example. <laughs> um, the X-Planer does exist. We did show it at SPS last year. We had a plasma tree machine, first companies that partnered with us. Um, they're located very close to our headquarters in rural Germany. So they actually had a running machine at SPS last year. And we have several other customers in Europe that are in their final stages of you know, doing their proof of concept machines wrapped around the X-Planer. We're planning on releasing it end of year in Europe, and then we'll be doing the North American launch middle of March. We actually are going to be doing our first beta application in the November timeframe for a, a packaging type application. Wow. So, so it is real. I have one actually sitting next to me at my home office here, a little two-tile one that I've been playing with. So. That's super. I would not give it back. <laughs> Marketing in, in Germany, where I borrowed from, might have other thoughts. But. <laughs> Jeff, give me an example of how other Beckoff technology is helping owners of machinery retrofit to address COVID. Sure. Genolis? It sounds like rapid testing equipment. They create modular work cells, and they were very quickly able to redeploy that machine for COVID. We've actually had a couple customers do that. One customer took like a mothballed machine, stripped off all the old control systems. They were non-Beckoff, put Beckoff on, had their proof of concept running in like two weeks. Management signed off on it, and they actually ordered like a dozen more machines immediately. So, you know, it's one of these ones where COVID was coming on. Just the, the flexibility and the foresight in a lot of these customers for making their machines and their software modular. The beauty there is as you design your software to be modular, it's very easy to take a cell and then quickly change motion or what's going on inside that processing cell. So the key there really is design things right up front and it makes it very modular to be able to react quickly to changes in the market. Because modularity is really key to the quicker response to the needs of COVID yep. testing. Okay. Basically anything, you know, I mean, when you design your machines to be modular, it helps you be very reactionary in the marketplace. Jeff, thank you very much. We're out of time. Where can our listeners get more information about Beckoff Solutions? For more information on both the XCS and the Explainer, you can visit our website, BeckoffAutomation.com, where you'll find links to videos and lots of interesting data on both. Thanks for your time, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been a Design World Network podcast. Design World is published by WTWH Media.